0: Let me introduce you. Let me introduce
1: you. Yes, let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. It's December. It's really officially the Christmas season, y'all. Yay! Yay. Happy Christmas! Welcome. Happy Christmas! Welcome to Let Me Introduce You. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Graham.
0: And my name is Katie.
2: I'm also one of your three hosts. Rounding out this triad is Ashley, hi.
1: And we're, again, bringing you Christmas joy for the second week in a row. Ah, I'm so thrilled. Today, we are doing all things Hallmark Channel. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. uh, Katie, you sound so enthused already. Get ready
0: for the formulaic. Loveliness. (laughs) Loveliness. <laughs> loveliness. I have some. I have. I have some thoughts. I have a theory. I am very okay. excited to talk Ooh, about this theory. Whole thing. theory. I do. Oh Ooh. my god! Ooh. Wait, before
1: we go any further, let's talk about this quick structure of our show. <laughs> we are yes. three friends for twenty years. Went to film school together. Tons in common, with the exception of our taste in film. Mm -hmm. And and this week, we will definitely show our differences because Ashley and I love us some Hallmark Christmas. And Katie, Mm. I'm very eager to find out. I love Hallmark Christmas so much that I'm currently wearing my This Is My Hallmark Christmas viewing t-shirt. Wow. A gift from my sister. My pecs look really good in that.
2: (laughs) 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 I mean, you do. You work out. And it shows. It worked
1: out. I was like, wow, well, I should wear yeah. this more often. Hmm. And Ashley, what are you wearing right now? We'll put this on the Instagram.
2: So I am wearing the first ever ugly Christmas sweater that I ever got. Little, little mistletoe. Oh, it's got bells. Oh, my God. There's so many things there's, added to there's, it. There's, there's a There's, there's a
1: a little teddy bear. Oh, my God. This is amazing. We are going to be talking about the Christmas film that premiered on November 8th. It's called Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. I have... Thoughts about that idea, Katie. You're laughing because the title is absurd. Title is so ridiculous. That's part of it. That's part of the part of it. It's part of it. So before we actually get into the film itself, you know, Hallmark. I think in the past couple years has become really well known for their Christmas films, especially. I think actually remind like maybe like the past like four or five years. I think it became like a really really big deal.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, they churn out like 30 a year.
1: This year, I think it's like over 70. Oh and my the reason God. it's over 70 is because it airs on two channels Hallmark, which is mainly like the comedies or like light, fluffy fare, and then Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, which is more some dramas and some more romances, <laughs> some like with like not darker themes, but like sadder themes. And they start well into October is when mm-hmm. countdown to christmas begins i think it began this year on october 24th did i watch the premiere that night yes i did oh my god did. before
0: halloween
1: yes we- katie it's weird it's not weird it's not weird <laughs> you eat this extra joy in your life sure but... it's like it's like but three weeks since then and i've watched about 10 i've watched about 10. <laughs> several of them I'm but impressed. i've been watched a second time just easy to have on in the background but ashley what's your experience with these usually
2: you know, I'm not as dedicated to Hallmark as you are. You go hard. You go hard for Hallmark.
1: I go hard. You go
2: hard for <laughs> I, I started back in my, my youth, back in high school, of watching Lifetime original movies. And actually, very different breed. It's a very different breed, but like, same, same, but different. Right?
1: Like I thought they were more sexy in murders in lifetime. They're
2: definitely more sexy murders, but like still <laughs> still formulaic, still sexy, like sexy stuff birds. that you expect. And I remember actually bonding with a friend, Winslow, in film school because everybody else was into this like highbrow shit and we were like do you want to talk about Disney Channel original movies and Lifetime movies together? <laughs> oh God. And do you want to talk about? God, shit I wish like I was that? a part
1: of those conversations. <laughs> I think I really would have
2: enjoyed it. But yeah, I would say lately I've been getting the last couple of years. It's it's been more than Netflix like
1: mm, original, okay. original programming.
2: Yep. I watched what is it Midnight at the Magnolia just the other night, which was clearly made in Canada because somebody said washroom. And it featured.
1: What's that? Featured. They say grade ten, grade eight. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It was. It was supposed to take place in Chicago, but this this Mm -hmm. one actor said washroom. I was like, well, Canadian. But I just. If
1: you love Canadians, you love Hallmark. They're all Canadians, right?
2: I just. I like that it's predictable. I like Mm -hmm. that it's something expected. I like that it's going to be a happy ending. I like making fun of how bad they are sometimes. Mm. Although I will admit, like. I know folks that we went to film school with who have worked on either like lifetime or Hallmark movies and like <gasps> have gotten like directing gigs up. and other stuff like that. So like there are people who work very hard on these, right? But it's also like these are not gonna be up for Academy Awards. This is this is where I well, feel because like TV Ashley. Yeah, this is where I feel like <laughs> people behind the scene are working their way up and people in front of the scene have worked their way down. <laughs>
1: I disagree. Just, I, <laughs> Disag- well, okay, I see why you say that, because a lot of these Hallmark movies have people who were on television shows in the 90s, in the early aughts. Specifically, you got Candace Cameron Bure from Full House. Mm-hmm. You have Danica McKellar from The Wonder Years, Lacey Chabert mm-hmm. from, from Mean Girls and Party of Five, and Alicia you know, Witt like, is on a bunch Laura of them. Lori Loughlin in a bunch? Lori Loughlin is no... Okay, so she was a Hallmark person, but with that whole scandal, she was out. let left adrift into the sea. She's out on her because ass. Well, that is very against,
2: she goes against the Christmas spirit. So it is,
1: right and everything. Christmas spirit is doesn't about fit in the brand. She's in jail. It's, v-
2: it's vaguely. It's I mean, it's overtly and vaguely
1: Christian, right? Like it's oh it's oh ch- yes 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 yeah. okay. So let's okay. So before, we so I guess, before we dive in before we dive into too much, Katie. We can talk about the movie itself, and then as we talk about the movie, talk about the, the tropes of a Hallmark film mm-hmm. and whether or not this one uses them, because there are okay. some surprises with this one. Yeah. Uh, are, um, there, are there? Yes. Well, to Ashley and me.
2: <laughs> when, I mean, when we read the like seven main plots... Of yes. Hallmark movies, there were some <laughs> surprises.
1: So, so Katie, can you give us a, a rundown of "Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater"?
0: Absolutely. So, I'm going to try. Well, I have some commentary in my Please synopsis, do it. but oh, I love it. it. For the record, I I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed these types of movies. You guys have kind of like, I've been watching a few of them the past couple days, and I. One, I have I have a theory about them, but two, I I understand what they are. They are enjoyable. They are not as soap opera e as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let me get let me give a quick it. synopsis. So we have okay, them right so- Stockholm
2: syndrome. Do you into liking this.
0: <laughs> a little bit, yes. You will love
1: these. Overexposed. <laughs> Okay,
0: so Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater is about a newly divorced second grade teacher and obviously single mom named Maggie O'Donnell, a.k.a. Mags, which seems like a a similar thing. It's either like Mags or Jules or Ames or whatever. But she's gearing up to spend Christmas alone for the first time on a military base. And while she is in the middle of being an insufferable (laughs) goody-two-shoes, doing charity work and helping everybody but herself. Maggie volunteers to pick up a Christmas tree to decorate the Holiday Children's Center, and she volunteers to do it by herself. And so in the most charmingly befuddled, I can do this on my own, I don't need help from anyone I have a hard time asking for help. She carries the tree out to her car and accidentally slams into Daddy with a Christmas sweater.
1: Good daddy.
0: In, mhm. Inexplicably shattering his wrist. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was that was hard. Okay. To leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, "Okay, sure." So, she takes him to taking him to the hospital. She learns that Daddy with the Christmas sweater is actually Lucas, a best in his field, super talented. Wait, did we say he's the best architect? And he's on sabbatical from his high-powered job in New York and his recent broken engagement. And now that his ski trip and time to himself is ruined, she welcomes him into her guest house and goes on a Christmas apology tour, going completely over the top and avoiding any personal space he might need in this difficult time and makes it all about her, literally throwing herself at him with various cloying ideas like Christmas tree decorating and snowball fights and gingerbread houses and mags. Ropes Lucas into various holiday nonsense, like drinking hot chocolate, helping out at the children's center. Um, I'm sorry. What is wrong
2: with drinking hot chocolate? I'm yeah, doing you that are, you right now. Ashley,
1: Ashley is... I didn't uh, you say... You i didn't, literally I didn't drinking say, hot chocolate. Where
0: are my marshmallows? It was, it's just a lot. It's like, how much can we slam into this? And so yeah. she, she ultimately ropes him into building a giant gingerbread house.
2: Made and of actual uh, wood. Not, made not of actual ginger. wood,
0: not, not gingerbreads. So Lucas is so moved at Mag's unending Christmas spirit, he decides to one-up her and take her on a horse-drawn carriage ride around the t- town square where they kiss. Ugh. And
2: I was literally chanting, man,
0: kiss, kiss, kiss. Ugh. I'm like, they have no I, chemistry, and like her eyes bug out of her head the whole time, but whatever.
2: We can, we'll talk about it. Girl, you have not seen there's enough of these movies because they so actually do have a lot I, of chemistry. There,
1: there's so much. I disagree with you, but I can't it's wait fine. to talk about
2: this. That's why so I keep
1: going. I literally wrote like, oh, my God, they have so much chemistry. So keep going, Katie. Keep going.
0: So then, of course, comes the question, will he stay in the military base for her or will he move back to New York? Of course, he decides all this giant life-changing decision after one kiss. One kiss.
1: It's a pretty powerful fucker. I
0: get sometimes one kiss is all it takes.
1: Sure. One kiss is all it takes. (laughs) I'm sorry. So how does it finish
0: up, Katie? So in a truly threes company misunderstanding, she overhears that he's returning to New York without fully eavesdropping the rest of his private conversation Mm -hmm. that he will be returning to the city to leave his job and move to the military base for her. So, like the snow that she loves so much, she turns icy cold against him. And due to a simple misunderstanding that's based on listening and on this private conversation, she breaks it off with him. But the holiday spirit prevails as the Christmas gifts they get for each other speak from the heart, and they both realize love was there all along. And that's it.
1: And he stays.
0: And he stays, yeah. He stays.
1: Well, wow. I really yeah, like Katie, how I you, I really like,
2: I really like your synopsis. Katie, oh, was, thank that you. That was really good. Yeah. That
1: was actually great. She turns icy cold. <laughs> oh. Like, her, like snow. My God, we're getting some metaphors yep. in here. Thank well well you. Now that you've one-upped us, now you have to do a better job with them in the future. <laughs> oh God, no. Well. No, we're going to well, fuck no, up. Happen. Katie's. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Katie, I guess. Yes. So even though you warned us and you said the, the synopsis sounds more harsh. Um, harsh than you actually felt.
0: Yes. So kind of
1: tell me your top thoughts about it, and then I will tell you everything I loved.
0: <laughs> so I've I've been watching a couple. I've watched a Christmas Prince, a Christmas Princess. I watched Christmas Camp.
2: These are not a Christmas Prince was on Netflix, correct?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they've just all it's fine. They've it's all fine melded if they've together. All... You
2: know what? A Christmas Prince Christmas. is a trilogy. Okay. I know. And it stars I didn't Rose like McIver. Any more of them? Yeah.
0: One was fine, but <laughs> I've, I've been enjoying them because they are just so schmaltzy and I like making fun of them, but also I'm like, like, they're just so ridiculous and over the top. And I'm like, I feel like I'm playing bingo every time in my head because I'm like, okay, hot chocolate, snowball fight, ice skating, gingerbread, snowman. And I'm like, oh my God. You should make I a bingo every... card.
2: Oh my God, that's I'm such sure a good there is. Yeah, I'm sure I'm there's sure a bingo card somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I enjoy them. I enjoy making fun of them. I, I enjoy being like, oh, my God, this would never happen. So I, I like, you know, when I watched it this morning, I sat on my couch. I got a peppermint hot chocolate and I was all cuddled up in my little, my little fuzzy coat. And so, like, I'm, I've been enjoying watching them and I'm in watching more. But, yeah, they're total trash. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I don't think Ashley and I will disagree with you. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> said this fact. was yeah.
2: high art. I'll no. just I I'll was I was not experiencing okay. my that. art.
1: I mean this, so this let's also say this is a rare movie that none of us had seen before. So breaking our theme, mm-hmm. none of us had seen this movie. So mm-hmm. this is our first time for each of us. So Ashley, let's go to your thoughts and then I'll get to mine.
2: I actually really enjoyed this film. Like it was
1: <laughs> oh, formulaically
2: delicious. I knew what was coming, but I still really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed making fun of it, right? So, like, super cute in the title card, like, in the Christmas sweater title card. The T is actually a Christmas sweater. Yep. <laughs> that was so dumb. You Love know what? It. Straight up, like, I have loved Ashley Williams as an actress. So, Ashley Williams, Maggie, the lead. Maggie, the Where lead. Where is she
0: from? Like, why do you like her? Where is she from? So,
2: she was on a TV show way back in the day called Good Morning Miami, which also starred Mike Feuerstein, who was, oh, shit, what was that TV show called? It was on USA Network. He was like, Royal Pains. Royal Pains, yes, thank yeah. you, Royal Pains. So that's when I first started liking her. And then I didn't, like, follow her career. Just whenever I see her, I'm like, oh, I really like you. And then she was in How I Met Your Mother. She was, like, one of the first, like, big love interests. She was that just great. Heartbroken. She was great. So I was like, oh, I really, I really like seeing her in this. Do you know who her sister is? Oh, what's her face Williams.
1: Kimberly Williams, the yes. woman who Kimberly Williams Paisley. I was gonna say Kimberly Williams Paisley married to Brad Paisley the country. Father father of the bride. Any 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 banks from Father oh, of the Bride.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love her.
1: Yep. She's See, great. so you love Ashley
2: Williams by default. Yes. You I do. Know. Well, sure. Association. Like you you yeah. you're once removed in your love for yes. her. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just like the little things I like to pick out and I was just, like, you know, when she was, like, talking to her class at the beginning, and she's like, okay, I just have an assignment for you, and they all groan, and she goes, have as much fun over break. Oh, my
0: God, I hated that. The I is, loved yeah. it. Oh, my when God, that, I was glad You teacher. said that line.
2: <laughs> so was I. I was so totally was I. A teacher. Uh, so, of course, I loved it. I was also like, oh, that's so cute. You have 10 kids in your class. That's not fucking real. Of course, you yeah. love every single and part you of them." And you
1: live in a 10-bedroom house. Yeah, in this, like, huge house with, <laughs> with a, a guest house. guest
2: house. I was like, oh, honey, you can't convert that to a studio Because, I mean, unless you're getting so much alimony, like, girl, no, you need that money. You need to rent that Mm -hmm. out. But Mm -hmm. I've literally never seen a live Christmas tree wrapped up in that netting. I, that's like not a thing that I've ever seen. How the fuck did he shatter his wrist when he clearly fell on his back? Like, yeah, and he's just laying there, and I'm and like, he's like, oh, and like you can you can get up. What's and, your problem? And
1: yeah. the fact that like he hurts his arm so badly that he can't fly, like that does not make sense to me. Yeah, but that's like, why he can't. He's
2: they don't make reference to the concussion. Like a concussion yeah. is a good reason not to fly. Not your broken wrist with yeah. your shitty your shitty fucking cast that doesn't even cover your hand right. I was like, when I fractured my wrist in the fourth grade, it was up above my elbow and it was all the way, like, only my fingers barely poked out and I was like, where is your sling? You have to wear a sling and he's just like, I was fresh carrying it around, the time, yeah. holding yeah. his arms. But also like, it was really stupid cute. And I was like, oh, she's wearing a lot of purple. I love that they said the name of the movie in the first 15 minutes. Like, They say it, it like up four the, times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first time I was like right at the beginning of it.
0: Is that a thing? Did they usually say the title of the movie in the movie?
1: I mean, it's for really cheesy ones. Usually the movie ones, is yeah. like, yeah, for really cheesy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah for okay. really bad
2: ones. But I, like, I thought it was super (laughs) cute. They did, like, they had, like, the classic, like, hand touch, right? And then they had, like, the montage that's, like, passing of time, but the way that they're connecting. And, like, y'all, usually movies like this are so overacted like it is so painful and there's not super great lighting and if anything like the sound is off you're like there isn't like good background sound and so it really just throws you out of like oh this is really low budget wasn't it but this was mm-hmm. like i was impressed i was like i felt yep. like ashley williams like you really believed her
1: yeah in this role i think that so first of all, I, I, I'm delighted that we randomly picked this one because we're like we record on Sundays. Let's pick the one that that premieres the night before. And I'm delighted that it was so good. Mm-hmm. Like some like to Ashley's point, there are some that are t- truly shit. Oh, they're bad. And usually those ones end up on Hallmark movies and mysteries. This one is like Ashley Williams can act. Mm-hmm. Like she was really good, and I totally believed that. I I thought they. So the guy is Neil Neil Mater. Mater.
0: Yeah, I was a big fan of him.
1: Who's also a big. He's on a. He does a the Aurora Tear Garden series on Hallmark and Movies and Mysteries with Canis Cameron Bure. They do like a couple movies a year with this like mystery character. I thought they had great chemistry, and they they had such bl- cute banter. They like did. they had a little banter. They back did. Back I was like, is that improv? Because and I, feel like I it was- think. I think why this one is a little bit more successful is that it's based on a book Mm. and some of them are just like, basically like you, you you pick out certain tropes, like woman from the big city going home, you know, runs into an ex boyfriend from high school. Like all these, like the same plot line Mm -hmm. and they just mix up certain, certain parts of it. But this is from like another like source the writer of it also did Christmas in Dollywood. Her, the writer is Nina Wyman. And she also wrote the first Hallmark movie that incorporated Hanukkah. Well done. Oh, I, I Double did, Christmas.
0: I did notice that in the first scene when she's in the classroom, she's like, Merry Christmas. And she says, Happy Hanukkah. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they shoved that right in there. And
1: this one had more diversity than other Hallmark movies. Usually so, they are crystal. It's like snow, totally They're snow white. Light. Snow White that's <laughs> what I meant. There we go. They usually do have non-white characters act as the best friend, which happened in this one, like her mm-hmm. coworker. But there was a biracial child in it and there I love the part where they they talk about how are we going to make these kids feel special and and get their parents who are stationed overseas involved? Let's talk to the colonel. And Maggie goes, "Yeah, we need to get him on the phone." And her friend goes, It's a she.
0: Yeah, I like that too. I love that.
1: that. I love that, and the colonel was like a badass. I loved her, but really loving too. You know, it's like thank you you for taking care of my family. She smiles. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that it was. You could tell some of the actresses who do a lot of these movies get better scripts, like Mm -hmm. and so Ashley Williams usually is in really good ones. So she's definitely like top tier. So I think that's why this one felt a little bit better than other ones. I also cried.
2: Did you cry I can't feel anything okay.
1: lately. So,
0: <laughs> why why do you guys like them so much? Like as a, I, as a as a whole,
1: I think that for so many, so they they are so formulaic that you really don't have to pay much attention to them. Yep. You can truly have them on in the background. You can leave the room and come back thirty minutes later and be like, "Oh yeah, this is where the misunderstanding is." Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is where. Oh, they, I like, know what part of the story this is where they right lock now. eyes for the first time, and you know, <laughs> you know for a fact that every movie, when you get to the fifty-eight minute mark, they're gonna kiss. Is that that's a thing? And that's it. Like you know, the last minute, last two minutes, they will have probably their first kiss. This one having more than two kisses is why it's different. I think so they
0: never they never sleep together. They always just kiss.
1: Katie, no, not on Hallmark. Hallmark. Not on Hallmark. Hallmark is run also, by a bunch of Christian prudes. I bet so. Yes. Lock that shit also, up. You got to have
2: a ring on this oh, finger that's before true. you get for you
1: lock it up. Also, I can't remember the last one, Ashley. I don't think I've ever seen one where she's the, the main character's divorced. Really? Oh yeah, because they ever. usually like to go with the like widow type thing. They're, yeah, they're either single or someone's dead.
0: Oh, sure, because mm-hmm. divorce is bad.
1: Divorce, But, like, I was shocked. And the, she had a great, like, the the ex-husband was in, like, two scenes. He was kind of hot. I really liked. it. Yeah,
2: I like that yeah. they showed a positive co-parenting relationship. Yeah. Because I think there's so often where you show, like, not that. And, like, it really is possible yeah. to co-parent and have a well-adjusted kid and whatever else. Me mm-hmm. saying this as, like, not being a child of divorce. So
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe you have different
2: feelings, Katie. But you no, know, you know what? I like these movies. I think I started liking them when I was younger because I could figure out what was going on. And it made me feel like in the know. Right. And then it made me get more interested in more intelligent storytelling. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) But I think I like watching them now because it just feels like a warm cup of cocoa. You know, it's predictable. I know what I'm getting. I know what's going to happen. Like. I can turn my brain off or I can fuck around on my phone and still be able to follow it and still be like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. And also feel subtly superior like I would do it better even though like <laughs> I stopped working <laughs> in the film industry after a year. So like I probably yeah. couldn't. But I like to tell myself that my failed career I, I could have done better. but yeah. And like, you know, I'll, it's just so much of like what happens in my life is spurned from like my anxiety. And so that's like so much of like not knowing and I you know what there was one line that actually that made me think and or feel something and that was when they were sitting and he was talking about how like there's all this unknown with his career or whatever and Ashley Williams character was like yeah but then there's possibility you know I'm oh. like that's amazing I don't know like I I always joke like you know I don't drink anymore I don't do drugs anymore um and, <laughs> and, me either uh, <laughs> And But I always said, like, even back before, back when I was drinking and whatever, I always say, like, the thing that gets me the most high is possibility. But I also have this, like, huge fear of the unknown. Like, that's why I'm still kind of afraid of the dark, right? Because, like, we don't know what's out there. And I really Mm -hmm. like how her character flipped it on its head and said, like, you you can think of it as possibility. Think of it as a positive instead of a negative. And so I just, I like that feeling that it gives me because it's not a feeling that I, that's not my default setting. So... It's like I'm studying it to learn how to be more positive.
1: Mm -hmm. I like how you can just... Another reason I like in Katie is because of the predictability. You can see things telegraphed like a mile away. Like he's <laughs> like, oh, you know, I I just don't know if I have passion for what I'm doing anymore. And I go, I bet he'll find it at the end. Yep. <laughs> and then she's like, I I love painting, but like I don't have time to invest. I go, I bet she's gonna find a way to paint by the end. Those mm-hmm.
0: paintings are busted. But uh... okay, so
1: I want to tell you the two parts that I cried at. One, okay. So basically like they they do this whole event for the kids on this base, this this military base. Again, like I don't think I've seen many that have take, pla- take place on military bases. It might be the first one I've ever seen.
2: And I liked how like at least when we were watching it online, they kept saying like ways that you could support like doing this in partnership with the USO and like supporting yeah. our troops. Like yeah. fuck the conflict, but support the people.
1: Yeah. So they decide, "Oh, let's let's have the parents who are stationed build gingerbread houses." for where they're stationed and share them with the kids over zoom and first of all like the logistics of that made my head spin i know i'm like how are they gonna get all of these supplies to these these soldiers around the world and they gave a throwaway line like it's the military it's the military. They military they make military it happen can do it fast, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay okay i believe it but the first time i cried was when they showed the the dad in germany showed the gingerbread house to their kids and th- it was like this little boy who was the kid that that Neil Major's character really connected with and it just warmed my heart and I was like oh my god all these people who don't, can't be with their families during the holidays ah so I cried there
2: um during that scene I was like they could have cleaned up the editing a little bit this was like not
1: fast <laughs> enough reaction shot oh yeah thinking, well also like, like his sister was a terrible terrible somebody acting in this like the kids she's were young stiff The kids were stiff. I was like, that girl who plays her daughter needs to, like, her posture does not need to be that good. She was sitting (laughs) straight up. I did not like it. The second time I cried was when he gave her the gift at the end. And she thinks it is the Christmas, it's basically a replica of the, the ugly Christmas sweater that she met him Oh, I thought like he him.
2: gave her his Christmas sweater. Yeah, I oh, maybe it that's his. it.
1: Maybe that's it. But what falls out? Is plane tickets to Paris, because she said, "Oh, I never got to go to Paris. Maybe I'll go one year. You know, after my kid leaves high school." And he's like, "That's like a long time from now." And when that came out, I gasped. I audibly gasped by myself, oh. watching this at seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and started to cry.
2: <laughs> I just love that it was like old school. Tickets, it was old, yeah, you know, not like okay. So I printed out this confirmation. Like, no, <laughs> we're talking like nineteen nineties ticket yeah. with the sleeve and the
1: yeah, yeah. Did you also uh, this? This is a note that I made. Actually, usually in these movies, it's as we've, as you said, they're they're pretty chaste. Mm, mhm And the, the, the main character never really talks about their feelings growing for the other person. It's implied, but there's actually a part where she's talking to her friend, and it's almost like she's like, "I'm horny for him. He we, <laughs> like we need to like, somebody needs to say something, basically. That's hysterical. <laughs> And I was like, that is different.
0: Yeah, I Did not thinking, expect that. Because I'm like, does she look at it like a fling? Because if he's not going to come back, I'm like, how many of these are just going to be like Christmas flings if they don't wind up together forever? I was
1: like, get it. I want to kiss this man in this Christmas sweater. He was he is, very
0: attractive. He's very he's, attractive. He's the best looking out of the ones
2: that I've watched so far.
1: And well oof, you need to watch more because some of these guys are freaking Michael Rady, Luke McFarland.
2: Ooh. ooh. I actually (laughs) thought I briefly thought, I forgot what kind of movie I was watching, and I briefly thought when his like friend from college comes in, I was like, ooh, is this gonna be a second love interest? We're gonna make a little love triangle because like that man had a lovely job. (laughs) And then he starts talking about his twins and I was like, Oh, just kidding, never mind.
1: Brandon thought he was gay. (laughs) Oh, 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 is this guy gay in this movie? Go, no. But totally, like, lots of hot guys. I do want to plug, Michael Rady is in a great Hallmark movie called You're Baking Me Crazy.
2: You're bacon, like, to
1: bake? B-A-C-O-N? Bacon. Like oh, you're baking
2: you me crazy. You're
1: baking me crazy. Incredible, everyone. Pick, check it out.
0: So can I tell you guys my theory? <gasps> oh my yeah, God. what is this yeah. theory? Okay, 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 so I was looking at Hallmark movies as a whole. It, it, this actually kind of just, like, popped into my head when I went to Netflix and I Google, or, like, I type in hallmark christmas movies and there's like thousands that pop up whether they are netflix ones or hallmark ones or whatever and the same thing happens when you look up horror movies so there's tons of horror movies and so many of them are trash but i watch them because they're a comfort food movie for me they're something i can put on and not pay attention they're predictable their plot lines a lot of the time are just you know You can see what's what's coming. There are certain tropes and certain things that need to happen in a horror movie that you're expecting when you watch it. And so when I was looking at the Hallmark Christmas movies, they're kind of the same thing. There are certain plot lines and certain tropes that when you watch them, you expect this to happen. Like the whole thing with storytelling, especially like with comics and what we do is we give the audience what they're expecting but not how they're expecting it, which is how you get so many different ones. But I was looking at this and I'm like, I understand why people love these so much because I feel the same way for the horror genre. And the cool thing about it, when I was doing a little bit of research, is it looks like a shared universe with their evergreen movies. So it's these, it, Graham, that's the one that, the first one that you and I watched last year, Evergreen Tidings of Joy.
1: Oh, we did.
0: We did. And so that they was,
1: made more of those?
0: Yeah, there's a whole bunch. I'm in. And, there's a whole bunch, and it, yeah, it's, it's a... Because sh- in my head, I was like, oh, you should totally build a shared universe because all of these movies either take place in, like, rando town in Europe somewhere or in upstate New York.
2: Yeah. And so That's I like, was like... Those are, like, the only <laughs> two locations. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes in the South. There is, like, a Southern genre as well.
0: Oh Yeah. So in my head, I was like... I like that there's a shared universe, which horror movies obviously do. And And you've got character interactions and of course comics. But yeah, so my theory is that like, you know, they they are like horror movies in how they're structured and how they're built and what kind of audience is going to see them and what audiences are expecting of them. So that actually kinda gave me new appreciation for not only the movies themselves, but the people who watch them. Which yeah. is why I, like, I don't think any less of either of you. I think these are super fun. I totally... <laughs> I don't
1: want to expect you to, Katie. No, never. I would,
2: I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. <laughs>
0: Actually, no, okay,
2: and,
0: I get it. No, no, no. So, that, yeah, that's as I was watching these. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get why, like, why this particular genre has so many passionate people mm-hmm. who watch it and look forward to it every year. Because horror people are the same way.
2: Would you call them horror movies for your heart?
0: sure
1: <laughs> okay, my,
0: not exactly we're but, making okay. I'm just
1: t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> oh horror but movies to your for your point heart. the fact that so many of these films film on the same like lots if you will you film,
0: so they're in Canada they film in Canada they film but... a
1: majority of these in Canada every movie will they'll walk down main street and it's like the same main street in every movie. So <laughs> like it's almost a sort of like a deal. Like it's probably yeah. cheaper to shoot in Canada. So many yeah. of it's the actors decorated. and actresses are Canadian. I bet. Maybe they're all taking place in the same town and it's just all these like really hot people, like crossing paths, having their own little stories. <laughs> what is that
2: called? Could when happen? you have like multiple timelines, but just in the same place. Is that what it is? They're all like stacked on top of each other.
1: Multiverse. The multiverse. Oh, yeah. Yes.
2: It's like Hallmark Multiverse.
1: Oh, my God. It is.
0: It is. One of my coworkers, she loves these, and she watches them all the time. So I was texting her, like, which ones do I watch? And she's like, well, there's some based on time travel. There's some with ghosts. Oh, my God. The Kenneth Cameron Gray
1: one on time travel is actually legit good. That's (laughs)
0: what she said. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I have a feeling I'm going to just, like, instead of – because I feel weird putting horror movies on in November and December. I'll watch them any other time of the year, but November and December – feels a little strange. So I'm just going to load these up and watch them when I go to bed.
1: And then if you watch a lot of them, you'll reach a point where, and Brandon and I will be sitting next to each other, and you'll hit a moment, be like, ooh, this one's actually good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and there's like, it's one in a while. Like, this is legitimately good. The Mm -hmm. best one is The Nine Lives of Christmas. Okay. Which stars Brandon Routh, who was Superman. Oh, that guy, yeah. Before he was Superman or after? Oh, this is after he's. Oh, okay. this, is, this is like, you know, his career did not really take off, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying about these. Crisis movies. on They're Infinite going- Earths. Yeah. But that one, he plays a fireman, and he falls in love with an aspiring veterinarian, and it is honestly delightful. And I've watched it like six times.
2: Are these only ever heterosexual romances? Have you ever seen any That's a, gay romances? That is a
1: case? excellent. Yeah, I want to know that too. Excellent question. So I think a lot of the criticisms about this is that they only recently started having diversity in terms of non-white people. And they've really, in the past year or two, amped up a lot of films that feature non-white people. Awesome. There have been characters who you're like, that person's obviously gay, as like a friend. But there were people, as you mentioned, like it's Christian and Mm -hmm. and la-la-la. There was this like, well, they weren't really featuring stories about LGBT people until this year. Mm. There is one that's, it's a, I think it's starring Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls. Oh, that guy. Mm, Yay. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's premiering soon. Forgive me. I don't know the name of it.
0: Graham, it's called The Christmas House.
1: Perfect. I'm a holiday film
0: it. about a gay couple looking to adopt their first child.
1: Oh, I'm already oh, crying about
0: that. Okay. Yeah.
1: But he is going to be in a gay relationship and I think it's more of an ensemble piece. That's great. But I think I think they are slowly making their way. I think Lifetime has a lot more diversity, a lot more plots with LGBT people. But that is a criticism. That's something that's like, I have an issue with how non-diverse and how very straight these movies are. But I still watch them. Ashley, do you have any favorites? Of like these types of? Yeah. Things? I mean, they all do blend together.
2: I mean, that's also part of my problem, right? I mean, well-documented early on in our podcast is that I have memory issues. <laughs> so it's hard for me to be like,
0: is that the one? Well, this is perfect for you, because then you don't have to actually pay attention. I don't, you right? still get a full story and experience. Yeah. I don't
2: feel bad if I kind of, like, lose out. I'm like, what was happening? Hmm? You know? <laughs> what? I was looking at my phone. What? I really, the first time I watched, what was it? What was the one you just watched, Katie? A Christmas Prince?
0: I watched A Christmas Prince, A Christmas yeah. Princess. it's okay. Netflix.
2: Yeah, so yeah. the first right, time I okay. watched A Christmas Prince was right around the time when I was watching a lot of iZombie. And so I was like, oh my gosh, Rose McIver!" like in a totally different role. So I and like that I, first is one. is
0: a comic property, so yay.
2: Yeah, but for some reason, I like that like small European country that we've just made up, but this thing, you know, and... I remember there's like a couple of different like Vanessa Hudgens ones that I watched last year. And there's our
1: sequel coming out this year. Oh my god. <laughs> and I love the Christmas Switch. Right? I just like I
2: I don't know, guys, they're just formulaic. It's the junk food it's... of movies. And it's just comforting. It. And I consume it and then I completely forget about it. Nice. <laughs> until like more comes out. And I'm like, Oh yeah, remember that junk food? That was great. That was great in the moment. Except doesn't leave me with like a stomachache after.
1: Exactly. So I gave everybody an assignment to write a Hallmark Christmas movie plot that could possibly feature one of our hosts. I wrote a plot for Katie. Katie wrote a plot for Ashley. And Ashley wrote a plot for myself. And the assignment was it has to ring true to a Hallmark Christmas movie. And it could feature people from our past or we could make people up. But what would a hallmark movie starring Katie be about? <laughs> and Ashley and Graham. So before we get in, was this hard for y'all? No. No? Okay. Great. Great.
0: Uh, although now I'm worried that like some of the things that I put in there might not be as like hard tropes as possible. But
2: whatever. I think. Well, it's you fun.
1: you have less experience, yes. so it's totally understandable. <laughs> Ashley, how like was this hard for you?
2: I kind of forgot about it until you guys texted yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, that's right. I need to write. And I was like kind of fretting about it. I was like, oh, God. And I, I read the, Graham sent us a few articles. One was like a Hallmark plot generator. And one was like the seven basic plot lines of Hallmark movies. And so I kind of I was reading through those. And I think I did okay. Okay. I was super excited about it earlier today, and then I was like, "Oh god, I can't remember." And then you texted, and you're like, "I really love the name of mine. I really love my title." And I was like, "Oh fuck, a title! God damn it!" So, I hope it's okay. I all think right. it's like kind of funny and cute, but I, you know, I'm gonna love I just gave it a first draft. I, yes. I would probably write this is all and first drafts. <laughs> all first drafts. Feel. You know what? Listeners, feel free to take our first drafts and improve upon them. But we claim ownership of these ideas. Yeah, I've already mailed it to myself. This is our copyright, but feel free to be our co-writers and offer some edits, because writing is rewriting.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'll go first. Yes. Christmas
0: story time. (laughs) So Katie, Katie,
1: you are the star of the Christmas issue.
0: (gasps) Ooh. (gasps) I love that.
1: Katie is an up-and-coming comic book writer and illustrator in New York City. For years, she has been developing an idea for a holiday comic book series with her writing partner, Sally. Katie hasn't been home to Garland, Vermont, for years, and her parents are bugging her to join them for the holidays. However, Katie is supposed to stay in New York City with her fiancé, Jerry, and his family. One day, however, she finds out that Sally has taken their comic book idea and sells it to a comic book publisher, (gasps) claiming it as her own. (gasps) Bitch! Distraught, she ends up arriving late to dinner with Jerry, who actually is breaking up with her because he doesn't feel that spark anymore. Oh, no! Katie, furious at being conned by her friend and dumped by her boyfriend, packs her bags and rushes home to be with her parents. When she arrives, her parents have her help out in their independently-owned bookstore. (laughs) One day... Who should arrive to purchase some books with his niece? Well, only her high school crush, Jason. Jason is thrilled to reconnect with her and ask her if she ever achieved her dreams of being a published author. Out of embarrassment for what's recently happened to her, she says she's given up writing. His niece, however, is an avid comic book fan. And in a conversation with Katie, bemoans the fact that there aren't enough Christmas-themed comic books. It's true. Katie, inspired, decides to work with Jason to put the ideas together on Santa Claus as a superhero. Mm. As his two spend more time together, a love blooms, but Katie's (laughs) worried about her opening up her heart again, especially with someone who lives so far away. Jason reveals that his sister and her husband recently died in a car crash, so while he's always wanted to leave Garland, he stayed back to become his niece's guardian. Katie decides to make the niece one of the main characters in her new series as Super Santa's sidekick in L form. As the idea for the comic book series comes together, Jason encouraged Katie to take her ideas to a comic book publisher. The day arrives for a meeting, she runs into Sally, who is unapologetic about leaving her out of the book deal. That bitch. While in the lobby, one of the publishers overhears Sally bragging on the telephone all about what she did to Katie. Katie, discouraged, leaves before her meeting, and Jason runs after her. He tells her that he's so incredibly proud of her and that has always admired her creativity and passion for writing. With this encouragement, she goes into the pitch session and leaves, unsure of how it went, but happy she was able to go through it. Afterwards, Sally's meeting doesn't go as well, and her contract is canceled because of her dishonesty. Yeah. That night, Katie celebrating Christmas Eve dinner with her family and Jason and the niece Isabel gets a call that the publishers think she should come in for another meeting and see real potential in her idea. Overjoyed. Katie rushes to hug Jason, and the two share their first kiss. Mm. A year later, in Garland, Katie's parents' bookstore is holding a celebration for the launch of her comic book series. Jason and Isabel arrive dressed in character to a delighted Katie. The film ends with Katie signing copies of her comic book, with Jason staring on adoringly.
0: Oh, I love Holy that.
2: shit. <laughs> that was really good. I wanna <laughs> so so good. feed my story into my candle and be
1: like, mine's trash.
2: <laughs> it's I terrible. will say Brandon,
1: Brandon gave me some ideas. So
2: I love it so much.
1: That is oh your my movie, Katie. God. I, it's
2: such a
0: good movie. I would Did you I get would watch
1: Christmas it. Christmas issue, comic book issue. I
0: get it, thank you. Get <laughs> it? <laughs> That
2: was seriously oh my God, so I good. Loved you started talking,
1: and it. I was yeah. like, "Oh God, I fucked mine up already." Oh.
0: God.
1: <laughs> Bear in mind, I have watched over fifty of these movies, so like <laughs> oh, this year,
2: no, <laughs> you've watched was, over fifty of them
1: this year. <laughs> I have a lot of experience with. It. So wait,
0: do Katie and Jason wind up together? Because
2: it's oh, a no, year honey, later.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you want to make I sure? Mention that. Yeah.
2: That's lovely. Yeah, Thank yeah you like so at the end of the day, he's hot. He's hot. He better be. Yeah, I like how what was her ex fiance's name, Jerry. Jerry, 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 and Jason.
1: Mm-hmm. I like
2: how uh, I just, we got the J's going on. I like the J name. Mine may yeah. also feature a J name.
1: <laughs> Great. Okay, Katie, you're next. All right, me. Okay. okay. Yeah. So
0: I wrote mine for Ashley, and Ashley's hallmark Christmas movie is called Holiday Love in the Stacks. <gasps>
1: <gasps> <Not> oh! <fun! laughs> kind of saucy i love the reaction we just (laughs) said
0: it's not to be confused with the holiday erotic novel love in the stacks Mm. so this is just this is just holiday love in the Stacks."
2: feel free to 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 confuse them (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: so ashley is the sole proprietor of a bookstore in the cozy hamlet and military base of frosty on the hill in upstate new york Ashley loves Christmas, and her shop is impeccably decorated to the teeth with at least 10 out-of-place Christmas trees. But unlike all the years before, where she spends holiday with her parents, eating her mother's caramel rolls, a tradition passed down from where they grew up in Minnesota, her parents have been deployed to a base in Germany, and her brothers and their families have made plans to spend time with their in-laws, so she'll be alone on Christmas. Couldn't happen on a worse year where she recently broke up with her high school sweetheart who put his high-powered job ahead of everything else and couldn't see making a life with a lowly shop girl.
2: <gasps> really? And,
0: and to top it all off, sales have been really difficult at the bookstore lately, and she's worried she might have to close the shop.
2: Yeah, because of fucking Amazon. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. She meets with her fantastically supportive friends, Graham and Katie, at the local coffee shop, where they all bring their adorable dogs to air her woes and drink hot chocolate. This year will be horrible, so she's going to dedicate herself to making amends at the shop and planning to close by New Year's Day. Graham and Katie know Ashley deserves better. She works so hard, and they wish they could help. So a few days before Christmas, a strange and handsome man dressed in black walks into her store to sell some antique books. He's cleaning out his parents' attic and wants to get a little extra cash to donate to the orphanage in Aldovia, where he lives most of the year, working as a biographer and writer for the royal family. Ashley goes through most of his donations, all horror titles by Stephen King, and tries to talk him into some Christmas fair. Bob, the charming man in all black, says he hates Christmas and wants nothing more than the holiday to just pass by. He leaves the store with his cash in hand and makes a little comment at the tiny skulls Ashley's hidden in some of her Christmas trees. The next day, Katie and Graham <laughs> the next day, Katie and Graham come up with the idea to throw a last-minute fundraising Christmas ball on Christmas Eve to save the bookstore. The whole base is involved, including the strange man who donated the books and his mother as they go about preparing to host the ball. Ashley is filing the books donated by the mysterious stranger and discovers a very small, very old book hidden in the box, which details the founding history of their city, Frosty on the Hill. Surely the mystery man didn't mean to donate such a precious item, and she goes to his house to return it. He says he's never seen it before, and as they're flipping through the pages, an old map falls out of the book, a map that shows clues to some hidden treasures around the town. Oh, my God. Ashley... (laughs) So Ashley ropes Bob into the following the clues and going all around the town they discover hidden Christmas goodies hidden over a hundred years ago. Ice skating to find one clue, building a snowman for another, and as he and her get roped into a snowball fight with some local kids in a park, he asks if he can kiss her. She says that can work. <laughs> oh, you're so
1: cute! <laughs> oh my god.
0: But they run out of time to solve the last clue before the ball starts. So at the ball, Ashley shows up in an impeccable ball gown, and Bob enters with his mother, who is super charming and happy to see her son with a bit of Christmas cheer, finally. But the fundraiser didn't raise enough money, and it looks like all hope is lost. But Bob has brought the book with him and finds the clue to the last puzzle hidden in the stacks of Ashley's bookstore, a diamond-encrusted key to the city. Ashley and Bob kiss as they discover it, as everyone celebrates that the bookstore is now saved, Ashley overhears Bob talking with his mother that he has to return to Aldovia and back to his life. She leaves before hearing that he's returning to his fares and orders and move back to Frosty on the Hill to be with her. Oh. Devastated, she returns home alone and decides to soldier on. But Bob, ever the romantic at heart, appears at Ashley's home the first edition of A Christmas Carol and a poem he has written tucked inside. It says that can work. He's decided to stay, and they
2: kiss the end. Oh my God. That's super <laughs> sweet.
1: That is really good, Katie.
2: Also, fuck you two for going first, because mine is just, like, not as good. <laughs> Damn it. Katie fucking does storytelling for a living. Grandma seems to me of why did I say I could go last? <laughs> uh okay mine is yeah, like that was
1: really good that's just, oh, <laughs> oh my you. god
2: that was really good also including that could work oh I, I i i i thought i had the, the line what that could work is? yes yeah actually um, tell people what that could work okay like. so bob is actually the name of my fiance he does wear black except guys he loves christmas there's like four big things we have in common in our relationship one is reading one is our love of christmas when we first started dating, we spent, like, pretty much every single day together. And, you know, you, like, really like someone, but you don't want to appear like you do, you know, because it's, like, vulnerable or whatever. And I was trying to talk to him about how I wanted to exclusively date. And I, I said something where I was like, I don't want to date anyone else. And he was like, okay. And I was like, and I don't want you to date anyone else. <laughs> and he goes, that could work. Oh, <laughs> super cute. I love
1: that. Well done, Katie. Yeah. Thank you. Damn.
2: Well, shit, y'all. I mean, this really was like a first draft. Like, I wrote it on. That's fine. I wrote it on post-it notes. That's It'll be great. Right. I, didn't even like I can't it. wait. Dude, I mean, okay. I wrote mine about Graham. Graham's Yay. Hallmark movie is called Tugging at My Heartstrings.
1: Oh, oh my God. I love it.
2: <laughs> Graham is a young artist working for a puppeteering company in the big city. <laughs> On his way to deliver for a big show through a Rube Goldberg machine type accident, the main puppets are destroyed. <gasps> Graham is blamed and fired.
1: Oh my God. Graham, why would you do that? It was Rube Goldberg. It was his fault. <laughs> it's
2: totally Rube Goldberg's fault. Ashamed and without any money, he heads home for the Christmas holidays. In a parallel storyline, The smooth-talking Playboy heir, Jeremy, of the greatest puppeteering (coughs) company in the U.S., is sent to the same small town where Graham lives to convince the town recluse to part with her marionette collection, which, incidentally, will serve the show that Graham was just fired from. The Playboy son, selfish as ever, bumps into Graham as Graham just arrives back in town and spills Mm. coffee all over him.
1: (gasps) That happens in a lot of these movies, Katie. Jerk.
2: Gotta have a (laughs) meet-cute. Okay. There is little apology and no love Uh. lost between them. The Playboy's son heads to the town recluse's home, trying to convince her to part with her collection and fails miserably. Good. As he turns (laughs) to leave in a huff, Graham is arriving to his great-aunt Ida's house, the town recluse.
1: (gasps) Oh, Aunt Ida. She's great.
2: (laughs) On the porch between Graham and Jeremy, sparks and annoyance fly. (laughs) Graham, distraught and upset by recent events in his career and feeling as though he has nowhere to go, is convinced by his great-aunt Ida to help in the town's Christmas pageant, which is done completely with puppets, of course.
1: I fucking love it. (laughs)
2: Great Aunt Ida, though being the town recluse, is a softie at heart and schemes and tells Jeremy, who has not stopped coming and begging her to part with her collection, that the only way she will part with said collection is if he helps with a pageant. Thrown together in scene after scene of hard work, hijinks, and helping Jeremy open up his cold heart and rediscover his childhood love of puppeteering, Graham and Jeremy begin to fall in love.
1: Oh my God, I'm so into this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But all is almost ruined when Graham overhears Jeremy in his old school haughty voice talking to his father about the deal with great aunt Ida.
1: Oh my God. Misunderstanding?
2: Heartbroken... Graham cold shoulders Jeremy thinking his feelings were all a lie just to get his just to get his clutches on Great Aunt Ida's collection. A Jeremy, desperate to get back the love of his life, professes his love to Graham during the pageant in front of the whole town. Briefly unsure, Graham makes eye contact with Great Aunt Ida who left her property for the first time in 40 years. Oh, my God. Oh! She gives him a meaningful nod. With Great Aunt Ida's coaxing, Graham and Jeremy embrace. They spend the holiday together with his family and head back to the big city, in love and on top of the puppeteering world. Uh.
0: Bravo. Ashley, that, um, was that was good. Fantastic. <laughs> that was so I don't know why you were so nervous. That was wonderful.
1: When when the in I didn't reveal, I was literally clutching. I, was like, <laughs> I know. When oh
0: she God. like when she when she came out of the reckless oh, I loved it.
1: Yo, these need to be made. These are fucking <laughs> great. I know. We'll we'll say hey, spec- like, I'm serious. Script, we so. need to get this again. These are our ideas. Contact us.
2: <laughs> if you steal them, sh- we will know because the yes. the there'll be much record of us <laughs> revealing or what is it publishing this episode.
1: Holy shit! I am genuinely tickled and so impressed with both what both of you came up with. That Same. was incredible. I'm so, am so fun. impressed oh with My you. God!
0: Mm-hmm. Ah. That was such a good idea, Graham. That
1: was really fun. Yeah, so fun. So fun. So, Katie, to kind of, like, wrap things up, before we get into next week's, like, preview, talk to me about, like, you know, if you want to, like, pop any of these on on TV again, like, what what do you think um, you'll do with Hallmark movies from now on?
0: I definitely will watch more of these. I probably will do a Google search first to be, like, what are the best ones? Because I don't want to waste my time with shit. Mm
2: -hmm. And you can tell pretty quick. With some of them. Oh, you can, can, if the lighting sucks, you? you're like. Mm. <laughs> okay,
0: but yeah, I like like when I go to sleep at night, I like to have a movie on yeah. or something. So, so I usually I'll watch them. I like that they like, you know, they're they're saccharine but not too terrible. Yeah. So I. But I'm they're not going to give I'll, yeah.
2: you diabetes, is what you're saying?
1: No. 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 I will say that, that they have movies all year, and they have Winterfest, which is in January, which is just snow themed, like. They take place at, like, ski resorts. <laughs> and then they have Spring Fest, which is all, like, obviously takes place at, like, in the spring. Fall Fest is my favorite because it has lots of pumpkins and mm-hmm. lots of, like, fall colors. Sweaters. My favorite one of that is called Pumpkin Pie Wars. I've watched it five times. Cannot recommend it enough. So, they, I mean, so if you, if you want to, throughout the year, kind of get into... Get into those. I recommend it,
0: listeners. If you want to watch these, Graham, how how do people how how are people able to watch them?
1: Well, I think if you, there's there's Hallmark on on demand, I believe, and and then the show like literally they are playing them 24 seven from October 24th to January 1st. So just turn on Hallmark and you'll be able to watch it. This one, I think, I mean they probably they play the new ones like at least a few times a week. Ashley, how did you wash it?
2: So first I signed up for what is it, Hallmark now? Yeah, on the app. That's what I did too. Which is 59.99 if you're paying annually or 5.99 if you want to pay by month with a 7-day free trial. So I am canceling mine uh, before <laughs> next Same. Saturday. But this one was so brand new, it wasn't on there yet. So I actually used my parents' DirecTV login, and there are several other cable providers to log in. So if you don't have your own, steal somebody else's. Oh, yeah, steal it. And then I just watched it. I I logged in and watched it on my iPad. That's how I did it, too. Thank you, Ashley's parents. Yes.
1: Well... Katie, thank you for joining Ashley and myself in in the Hallmark Christmas World. Oh, it was I, a I'm one. delighted that you enjoyed it. And I'm so just could not be prouder of all of our all of our film plot lines. They're so amazing. So yeah, it was really fun. So now next week we are transitioning to Katie's Choice for Christmas. Yes. Wh- so get ready for some whiplash. So, Katie, yes. what can you tell us about the pick for next week
0: so for our next movie in the holly yay yay. theme like i've I've said before it's really difficult to pick a christmas movie that these two have not seen so in my head i was like well i'll just pick a horror movie and that's easy so i hope you're all ready because we're going back to the 70s 1974's black christmas which is basically like a stalker slasher movie during christmas at, at a sorority house it's, it's
1: Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Which, like, It'll be fun. It was just recently remade too, right?
0: It was, it was, okay. but we're going to watch the original. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and I looked at the, I don't want to talk about the cast yet, but I was like, wow, some people in this cast, like, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: next week I do want to talk about the director. We won't get into that yet. But I think you can find it for free on YouTube.
0: I think so. And yeah. I mean, there there are a couple holiday horror movies, I because I almost picked Krampus, but Black Christmas is kind of a classic when it comes to, horror movies in general, but specifically holiday themed horror movies. So that's kinda why I wanted to introduce you guys to it. Right. It'll be fun.
1: I mean I'm into it. Well get ready to be scared, but also enjoy your hot cocoa and eggnog next week. And yeah to finish up please like and subscribe to us. Write a review. Find us on Instagram at let me intro you pod. Send us some DMs. Tell us you know give us give us your thoughts on your favorite Hallmark movies. Or tell us if you hate them. I would love to know. Yeah. Oh yeah. We. <laughs> but,
2: I. I but, actually welcome the haterade. You know. You yeah, got You got some tension.
1: In. But but please give us five stars. For, yeah.
2: Don't haterade on us. But, I'm but like. Yeah. Haterade <laughs> hater on. Join.
1: Join the plot wealth lines. of people who've reviewed us well, and we thank thank you to those people.
0: Yes. All right. Well, I think I think that's it then.
1: All right, mm. y'all in, start enjoying this holiday season. It's December, yay! Let's just enjoy the goodness and, and wrap up twenty twenty. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go
2: put on some Mariah Carey. Like, oh, do I, listened it. To it,
1: I listened to it before we all, you, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, bye, y'all. Right, bye 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 bye. Let Me Introduce You is a podcast hosted by Graham Veth, Kitty Kubrick, and Ashley Crone. Music by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Make sure to follow the Let Me Introduce You podcast on Instagram at Let Me Intro You Pod and on Twitter at Let Me Intro You.